0: Right, Jimmy, we have something important to do. Something we need to sort out before we can even start the show today, okay? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Oh, yeah. Right, let's enter the madhouse.
1: Take it away, creepy voice guy. Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, We say, welcome to the madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse. I'm Jimmy, and over there, of course, is Joey. How's it going? I'm alright, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too shabby. Not too shabby.
0: We are uh, doing this episode of the Madhouse HQ for the first time, rather than Headstone HQ. Yeah,
1: a bit strange. A little bit strange. It's good though. We'll be alright. Yeah, we had a little sit around a campfire.
0: We did. I've uh, literally made a campfire for an upcoming music video we're doing, and uh, yeah, we had a drink, checking it out later earlier.
1: It wasn't. Later. It wasn't lit, but. You know, you got the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, this episode, episode four, this was your choice. Do you want to tell us about it?
0: I do. House of a Thousand Corpses, released in 2003, Rod Zombie's directual debut.
1: Yeah, I don't think he was very happy with it, though.
0: No, he wasn't very happy with it, neither were the critics.
1: No, it got panned.
0: It did. Yeah, he, uh, he didn't like it, said it was calamitous, and he just saw floor after floor after floor. But he did recognise the cult following, which it definitely does have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think he's been a bit harsh on himself.
0: I do as well. I think it has mistakes. But yeah, most of them I wouldn't notice if I wasn't looking at the film under a critical eye for this.
1: First film, though, isn't it? I think he's done a cracking job. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. I think so, anyway.
1: But it grossed over £12.5 million pounds in the USA. They spent £7 million on it. So... They've done alright. Yeah, that's all right. pretty good. Yeah. And he's done, um, well, he's got sequels after this, hasn't he? Devil's Rejects and and uh, Three from Hell. Yep. So. That's not bad going. That's
0: right. Can't he's have been a- that bad if he got two sequels out of it.
1: No, he's had other films, hasn't he? He's done other films. He's done, like, Halloween remake. Yep. Uh, that, uh, Witches of Salem, Lords of Salem. Yes. So, yeah, he's doing alright.
0: And they're all pretty good.
1: Oh, well, good, yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: So, are we ready to go straight into the plot slot, or do you have any more interesting Jimmy facts? No, let's do it. Okay, so me and Jimmy talked after the last episode, realised the plot slot was taking up a hell of a lot of time, telling you what happened in the film when we're doing it under the assumption you've already seen the film. So we decided uh, that we couldn't fit it into twenty minutes. The reasonable thing to do would be try to fit it into ten. Of
1: course, why not <laughs>
0: make it shorter? Yeah, because uh, we were, we were going over by about ten minutes on a twenty-minute one. So who, you know, whatever. But we're gonna go like a a quick, sharp trip through the story,
1: and then we're gonna get to the gory details in the in the up and coming sections.
0: Yeah, those we'll get more depth in the later segments. But for now, I'm going to set a timer to a very restrictive ten minutes that I don't expect to stick to, but it's nice to have targets. We'll give it a pop. Are you ready? I'm ready. Right, it's going on now. Okay, October the 30th, 1977, and at Captain Spalding's Museum of Murder and Mad uh, Monsters and Mad Men, in fact, <laughs> two killers, Killer Carl and Richard Wick. Walk in to try and attempt an armed robbery.
1: Right, pair of books. trying yeah. to take on a clown in grease paint. Oh, I don't know what they're thinking about.
0: A clown in grease paint in a place named a museum of monsters and madmen. Ridiculous. Bit, bit crazy.
1: Anyway, they get their asses handed to them.
0: Yeah, they get killed by Captain Spalding and his assistant. Later on, Jerry Goldsmith, Bill Hudley, Mary Knowles and Denise Willis are on the road in hopes of writing a book on offbeat roadside attractions.
1: So they come across Spaulding and his little museum. So they go and have a little look in there, and uh, Spaulding tells them about Dr. Satan.
0: Yeah, and they see a depiction of Dr. Satan on a murder ride.
1: Yes, they go for a little ride.
0: They get a little bit excited.
1: They've, yeah, they're writing a book about these weird s- side-of-the-road attractions, aren't they?
0: Yeah, and Jerry managed to talk Spalding into giving him a map of where the tree was. Yep,
1: draws him a map. So where they the
0: hung Dr. Satan.
1: Yeah, so they, they go out all excited, get in a car, driving down the road. Pissing it down with rain. Absolutely hammering it down. They see a hitchhiker, so what do you do? Of course you do, you pull over and pick up a hitchhiker on a strange road. Right. In the
0: middle of the backwards of nowhere.
1: Yeah, pissing down with rain. She yeah. pops in.
0: Yeah, so she tells them that she can show them where this tree is, because right next to her house, she only lives a few miles down the road. But shortly after, on the way, tyre bursts, which is a trap. Yeah. Someone uh, seems to shoot the tyre with something, I don't know what, but it doesn't look like a normal gun. Oh,
1: well, it was a shotgun, wasn't it? Rufus. It didn't
0: sound it. very shoddy, <laughs> but, yeah, whatever it was, it's fine. They get the, well, uh, she takes, which one is it, Bill? She takes Bill to her house and sends out Rufus, her brother, half brother, to pick up the stranded passengers and take them back to the home where they can get the car fixed.
1: Yeah, so they go inside, they meet Baby's family. Uh, Her adopted brother, Otis. Yeah. And her deformed giant half brother, Tiny. Yeah. Mother Firefly. Yeah. Grandpa Hugo. And they're like, oh, yeah, come and have a bit of dinner. Of course. Halloween. Yeah, a weird dinner. Very weird. Put on these masks. Oh, this brings the fetus to the table. That's (laughs) when alarm bells should be ringing. Because tea ain't going to be nice.
0: No. (laughs) The guy's uh, eating dinner with his family. see Mother Firefly kiss a jar with a fetus in it. And then she tells them that her ex-husband Earl is the reason that Tani has a burnt face. She tried to burn him alive. Yeah. Along with the house after he'd suffered some sort of breakdown.
1: Well, yeah, so if that's that's not got your appetite going for tea, I don't know what has. Anyway, after dinner. (laughs) Yeah, if that
0: doesn't scream
1: weird at you, (laughs) get out of the house.
0: Yeah, if that's not enough for you to leave, maybe (laughs) if I put on a little Halloween show for you in my freaky weird stage room.
1: Yeah, so Baby gets up and uh, starts singing and, and dancing. Do you know what the song is? I can't remember what that song was. No, I can't. No, no I can't. Ah, oh,
0: shit, that's going to annoy me.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not it's not really that important. But, yeah, it was seductive. Very seductive. Towards
1: Bill a little bit. Bill was liking it.
0: Yeah, because she sits on Bill's knee. Yeah. Starts getting a bit of a grind on. Bill's girlfriend. It is Bill's girlfriend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Mary. Mary. Yeah, Mary. Chucked Baby off and threatened her, and then uh, Baby threatens to stab her.
1: No, she says, I'll cut your tits off and shove them down your throat. That's what she says. All right, well. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't... Mary still thinks she can take her as well. She does, yeah. I, that's After, mental. yeah. I
0: mean, the mother just kissed her fetus, and then they all put on a Halloween show for you. Yeah. This girl pulls out a knife literally from nowhere, threatens to cut your tits off, and shove them down her throat in a manner that, that seems like she's done that somehow before. Yeah, I know, and Mary still <laughs> thinks she's got a chance. Yeah. Rufus turns up, doesn't he? Car's ready. Yeah,
1: car's ready to go. And
0: on their way out, they're trying to get out as quick as they can.
1: Yeah, but there's a gate in there.
0: Yeah. So Bill gets out to close- open the gate.
1: Yeah. Oh, the scarecrow. Yeah, the scarecrow just pops down from the uh, crucifixes. And it's Otis and Tiny. And they just attack that car, and take him away, drag him away.
0: Yeah. And then Otis stands on the bonnet. <laughs> in the rain. Yelling. Yeah. It's pretty cool, in a, in a way. But the next day, Otis... Kills Bill and mutilates his body for art, making him Fish Boy. Fish Boy, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mary's tied up somewhere in a barn. Is it? Yeah, it's a barn. Is it? Yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Denise is tied down in what I assume is the basement. Yes, it's dressed up. Does that with Tiny?
1: Yeah, Tiny comes down. Uh, he's wearing a great shirt that just says this. Uh, it just says cheap ass Halloween costume. Yeah. And he sits down and he starts eating his cereal. Eating it, I don't think. I think he's splashing it against his face, but... absolutely mental. I mean, that's exactly how I eat when I'm drunk. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, he lets her go, but then uh, Otis comes down, stops all that nonsense. And we go there, uh, Jerry getting scalped by baby because she doesn't because uh, he didn't guess who her favorite movie star is.
0: Yeah, well, what you expect? Who was it, Jimmy? It was Betty Davis, oh. and well, it's about
1: it... to scalp you. Yeah, well. I do need a haircut. And then uh, it cuts to Grandpa and Otis watching the monsters, which is a. Uh, I like that.
0: Yeah, I, I like, like that. that little... I didn't realise I used to watch the monsters, but I definitely did.
1: Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah.
0: So when her Denise doesn't come home when she's meant to on time with her friends, her father Don calls the police to report her missing. So the two deputies, George Wydell and Steve Naish.
1: Yeah, Wydell's got a great mustache.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they find a car. Out in the middle of nowhere, pop open the boot, mutilated body in the trunk. Yeah, so Uh, Don,
1: obviously, a former policeman, he's got to come down and be a busybody looking for his daughter. They go for a search, they arrive at the Firefly house. Yes. Wydell questions uh, Mother Firefly about the missing teens.
0: Yep, doesn't go too well. No. Mother Firefly, uh, Firefly, Firefly Firefly (laughs) kills Wydell, shooting him in the head. It's in the neck, the neck, actually, right yeah, in the neck, say, right in the, the ear. And Don and Steve are promptly taken out by Otis.
1: Uh Well, yeah, because they've just discovered the uh, missing cheerleaders in the barn, haven't they?
0: Yeah, I love that scene. We'll talk about that later. That's great. Okay. um, But, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: ooh, do you want to go? Or no, you go, do? you go. All right, so uh, later that night, the the rest of the t- the three remaining te- uh I was going to say, yeah, remaining teenagers... Got him dressed up as rabbit. Rabbit. Oh fucking hell! Rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Take him out to an abandoned well. Yeah. Mary, Mary attempts to do a legger. Classically, she falls over, does a trip. She's Got to have it in every horror uh, film. Yeah. It.
0: She also does the classic trope of being in the middle of a, something like a graveyard, an open field. Yes. Standing there for ages, looking around. Yeah. When really you should be, you should leg it. Never stop. No, yeah. don't stop to think. oh, where should I go next? Yeah. Well, no. yeah, anyway,
1: she's... baby's got her, does one on her, stabs her to death.
0: Yeah, but doesn't cut off her tits. And no, her she doesn't, speech.
1: just stabs her and then licks the blood, doesn't she? And there's a face. bit of
0: crazy ranting at her afterwards. Well, yeah. after um, Mary's dead. Yeah. I mean, she carries on ranting. So, uh, Jerry and Denise, is those two, isn't it? Yep, and Jerry those, right? and Denise. Yeah, Jerry They are lowered into this abandoned well. And there's a load of strange men... In the, in the water come up and they smash the coffin apart, drag away Jerry and Denise climbs out the water onto her side trying to find a way through this underground kind of maze layer thing of catacombs.
1: Yeah, the guy pops out. She thinks it's Jerry, but it's not. It's just one of Dr. Satan's failed experiments wearing Jerry's bunny yeah. hat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> And he... For- Poor f***. He just wants to get the matching outfit. I think he just wants the rest of the bunny oh, costume from her. Yeah, because he's not going mental. Or is she? Is he? So yeah, she does it anyway. She does a lego because she's annoyed by that. I think goes yeah. into the uh, that corridor of all of those. Uh...
0: Oh, we can't even do ten minute quick one. Now right. we're nearly there as we'll, well. Yeah, we're not that far off. Give me a minute. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Where were we? Uh, corridor of corpses. Yeah,
1: she, she legs it down there. She gets through the doors and then she that's when she sees Jerry on the table being vivisected by Doctor Satan. What does vivisected even mean? Uh I did not look that up, but he has he's, he's doing to something on his brain.
0: Like he was having a lobotomy. Yes. And I just like wondered that. if they were the similar sort of thing.
1: Yeah, it probably was. Yeah.
0: It's because it comes out of similar outcomes as a lobotomy as well as a whole. Yeah. Uh, anyway. He dies,
1: obviously. Uh,
0: and <laughs> for t- now, yeah. Uh, Doctor Satan tells uh, his assistant to uh, go and get Denise taken down. Now, I read that this was the ex-husband Earl. Yeah, so. Yeah. But I don't. I didn't see when I watched it how anyone knew it was his ex-husband Earl.
1: Because uh, uh, when Mother Firefly is telling them about how Tiny gets burnt, you see Earl as you see Earl in this shot.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I've missed that every time I've seen this film. Then, okay, I never understood to... how people knew. <laughs> but yeah, he chases Denise. Denise legs it down. Is a bit smarter than him.
1: He yeah, he... yeah. Knocks the uh, what would you call it? A buttress. Yeah, <laughs> is that what it's called?
0: Uh, yeah, the thing holding up a tunnel.
1: Yes. Yeah. That falls down, and uh, Earl is easily crushed. So and that's the end of him. She escapes. She, she escapes cool. through the
0: rubble. Climbs out into the middle of the desert.
1: Yep, yeah, it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre that bit. I think. Yes. Uh, out on the road, stumbling yeah. along. Cars coming along. Oh, who was it? What are the chances? I know, spoiling, isn't it? It is. Come and have some my fried chicken.
0: Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you to a doctor. It's going to be great. Don't worry, little girl. You're fine now. You're with me.
1: That's it. That's
0: it. Go. That's it. Go to sleep. Finally thinks she's safe. Exhausted. Passes out in a chair. Boom. <laughs> Otis. Pops up at the back with a knife. Having it. And she wakes up back down in the catacombs, Dr. Satan's table, and he is either about to or operating on her. Yeah. She screams. Film ends. Plot slot.
1: Boom. The end?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, it says the end. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Boom. Spoiler. It's not. So a quick look at my timer says that was a little over 13 minutes. Quickest we've ever done the plot slot, but not hitting our target. That's still not too shabby though, is it? No, I'm happy with that. Are we moving on? Let's do it. Right, next up is Frights and Delights. Frights and Delights.
1: So this is Frights and Delights. What have you got for me?
0: Well, first up, I've just got a little, a little delight here. The intro with Dr. Wolfenstein Rob Zombie has a very short cameo as the assistant who smashes a pumpkin.
1: Yeah, but- yeah.
0: Just that beginning bit where it's the uh, the it's on black and white T V that's someone's yeah, watching.
1: Looks great. And then it cuts to Captain Spalding's advert for his uh, Museum of Monsters and yeah. Mad Men and you get your complimentary fried chicken. Get your fried chicken. <laughs> 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 he He maybe
0: not want to like, eat fried chicken. <laughs> you want another one off me or are you going are you go next?
1: Well, yeah, well let's go straight into it where um When uh, Killer Carl and the other guy, they come in and uh, try and rob Captain Spaulding, like a pair of mugs. And uh, Killer Carl's like, right, I'm going to count to ten. You're going to hand over all the cash or I'm going to splatter your grease paint mug across the state line. One. Captain Spalding's like, fuck your mama. Yep. Two. Fuck your sister. (laughs) Three. Fuck your grandma. <laughs> and most of all, fuck <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. And then, poof, beginning music.
1: Yeah. Oh, I got brilliant Blood intro. all over my best clown suit. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, that's a brilliant. That's such a good intro.
1: I like them on a murder ride as well, where they take them through, and it, you get to see Albert Fish, Ed Doctor Satan, that yes. weird zombie banging its head against the uh,
0: <laughs> the the, grill, the, the, well, the fence. The, yeah. I would go on that ride. Not I would have well. if I knew where they were, but obviously.
1: Yeah, I would have a, would have a go on that, yeah.
0: Right, I got a, a fright slash delight if you if you're up for it. Yeah, go on. Then. The movie was made in 2001, but the studio was worried about getting an NC-17 rating, which I have checked means no children under 17. oh, is that what that means? Yeah. Didn't know that. Cuz I was confused, didn't I, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, so they were holding off release Rod Zombie managed in the end to secure the rights and managed to get it released in 2003, two years after it was shot, finally being released under an R rating, which just means restricted, which means you can go and see it under 17 with an adult. And the scenes that were cut to lower the rating have never been released.
1: Yeah, I heard that he he had to shoot, essentially he had to shoot two movies at once. So there was this, the the bits that he did he had to do it with blood and he did it without blood. Okay. For the studio, yeah.
0: Yeah, I heard in, like a, a similar not for that reason but for in a similar way the the ones where he filmed some in some kind of uh like one effect on. Yeah. He shot them two different ways, shot them yeah. twice so he could okay. splice them together. Yeah. Cool. That's another delight just added on to the end of that one.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, do you know what? I like Otis when he's dressed up as a cheerleader, torturing the other cheerleaders. Yeah. I think that's the <laughs> bit. Yeah. Otis, is a, he's a proper weird character <laughs> as well. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of the cutaway. Was that a cutaway scene? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, All of them are just, uh,
1: they're done so well. Yeah. So near the start, you find out there's four missing cheerleaders and then it turns out, obviously, the Firefly family have them. Otis is having a rant at him.
0: Yeah, Otis has a good time messing around with people.
1: Uh, Yeah, so does Baby, I think, as well. She likes a bit of that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Baby is in my next delight, if you want me to segue into that nicely. Yeah, go
1: on, that's a beautiful segue. Uh,
0: She foreshadows uh, her killing Mary when she threatens her with a knife after the Halloween show. Yeah. And it's the same knife she kills her with later on. Lovely. Uh obviously with the stablish she doesn't actually threaten to stab, but threaten to cut her tits off and shove them down her throat.
1: That's uh that is yep, that's so mine. her
0: foreshadowing skills are not hundred percent on, but it's pretty close.
1: Yeah, pretty close, yeah. Uh I think another little uh delight for me is uh it's just tiny.
0: It's now enough. off. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, I think he's I think he's uh, I think he's a great character in it. Looks yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Seven foot six. It's, a, it's the world's. where well, he was the world's tallest actor.
0: Shit. I yeah. Didn't know that.
1: And he has the. He had the world's biggest feet and the world's biggest toe. Oh, I wonder where you were going with that one, then, Jimmy. <laughs> it's a big man. the <laughs> biggest. How big and, was his toe? Uh, big. Ah, well. Wow. <laughs> Can you guess what his nickname was? <laughs> Tiny. Big no. toe. No, his actual nickname in real life. Can you guess what it was? Got to have a punt at it. Uh, okay. So obvious. Uh, You're gonna kick yourself. Big boy. Oh, close! It was Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. That's anyway. Clever,
0: cleverer than mine.
1: Yeah. Anyway, he sadly died.
0: Oh. <laughs> Shit.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Don't laugh. I know. Sorry. When? When did he die? Not long after. Devil's Rejects, I think.
0: I didn't know much about him, and, and part of my question about him later was, how the hell did they make him look so tall? Just genetics.
1: Just, yeah, he was just tall, was just tall, okay. a big man. Frights. I think in. Uh, I mean, there's loads in it. You've you've obviously watched it, so you know, take your pick. Fish boy, he's one of mine. I like that. I think that's a delight. Oh
0: yeah, he was gonna say is that a fright or a delight. That's, that's a, a
1: delight. Whilst uh, in real
0: life, there's a fright. And a yeah. film, it's a delight. Yeah, that was really well done. As horrific as it is, it's a brilliant piece of art.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, you're right. And uh, oh, I tell you what, is an actual delight as well. There's the the bit where is it Mary or Denise who's ringing her dad in the payphone at Spalding's? Oh yeah. And in the background, there's a poster. And it's a uh, missing dog head. Yes. Did you spot that? So it is actually a real. Poster that was seen in a New York telephone box. Really? Yeah. So I've got a picture up here on my. That is very weird. What do they just steal it? Uh, no, I read it out. Missing dog head, and then it says, "You finding Ling Ling's head? Someone come into a yard, kill dog, cut off head of dog. Ling Ling, very good dog. Very much want head return. Reward. Call eight seven one seven <laughs> four two one. Holy shit. <laughs>
0: What? <laughs> it literally says those words word for word
1: So someone saw that in a New York telephone box <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Where did the accent come from?
1: <laughs> well I'm assuming it's some sort of Chinese Yeah, yeah, it? Ling Ling's a very Chinese
0: <laughs> name Yeah, well there you go uh, nice. No, I didn't know that was real But that is very freaky to find that I like touches like that in the film Yeah. Find something real in real life and jam it in there uh, <laughs> I've got a fright Go on Uh, And it's about Dennis Fimple. You probably know where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, He unfortunately died before release of the film. Dennis Fimple uh, previously had been in shows like Knight Rider, Quantum Leap, ER, and was in a 1976 horror film called Creatures from the Black Lake. Yeah. Becoming more and more ill during shooting. He had some heart issues. The scenes he shot sat down were because of health reasons.
1: Yeah, they were he was he was supposed to gonna be uh Dr. Satan in the end, wasn't he? But He was they changed that. Yeah,
0: it didn't it didn't turn out that way. No. Uh he eventually died, but actually in a car crash. Oh. So nothing to do with his health reasons apparently. Uh and that was in two thousand and two. Obviously we've already said the film was made in two thousand and one. Not released until 2003, until Zombie acquired the right, so Dennis Spimple wasn't alive when it was released. Which that was is... a bit of,
1: that's a bit of a shitter, isn't it? It is a him? bit of
0: shitter. After, I mean, he had a good career.
1: Oh, well, yeah, of course he did. But, yeah, that last film. Well, well done, boy. Yep. Good innings. Right, I've got a real fright for you. All right, go on then. So I think it's uh, America's first serial killer family.
0: Oh, yeah, like this.
1: The Bloody Benders, they were called. That was their nickname. Nice. Benders obviously means something different. In it definitely
0: context. does, I'm guessing.
1: So, the Benders, they settled in Kansas in the early 1870s. The family consisted of John Bender, wife Elvira, son John Jr. and daughter Kate. Though the main Bender business was running a small store and inn for travellers, Kate was also renowned for performing seances that showed off her psychic abilities, a bullshit, <laughs> between, you know, between the hotel's convenient location just off the Osage Trail and Kate's mysterious allure, there were no shortage of strangers that happened to pass by. All right, follow him?
0: Yeah, mysterious allure, strangers, I get what's going on. Yeah,
1: but all was not what it seemed in this wind-swept corner of southern eastern Kansas. Though the Benders lived together in a family-like configuration, <laughs> husband and wife, and young adult son and daughter, the historians suspect that not only were they not actually related, that John Jr. and Kate were actually married. All right, okay. So, many people who happened to pass through this county never made it to their final destination, including a well-known local doctor, William York, after a commu- uh, community meeting attended by both male Benders resulted in a search parties formation it was soon noted that the bender homestead appeared recently abandoned right the benders were gone but they left a load of evidence behind revealing what had gone on at their farm right what had gone on at their farm so near the table where guests were served was a trap door and the foul smelling hole beneath the door was clotted with blood the ground in the orchard near the house had been carefully ploughed but one small section was noticeably indented The ground was dug up, revealing the decomposed body of Dr. York. His skull had been crushed and his throat had been cut. Before nightfall, seven bodies were extracted and another was found the next day. Right. Wow. So guests at the inn were urged to sit in Place of Honour, which was against a curtain dividing the house's rooms. While dining, the guests of Honour would be hit in the head with a hammer from behind the curtain, throat slit, body dumped in a trapdoor. One man heard the story, remembered when he was actually at the inn, sat in the spot, and then he was like, nah, mate, I got a chip, this is weird. So, you know, I think they killed, like, a fuckload of people. Nobody knows the motive, could have been robbery, could have been the thrill of it, don't know. But that's very much like the Firefly family.
0: Mental and insane. Yeah, crackers. You know what, I, uh... I started researching to see any real life serial killers. I saw the Benders. I had a look at the page and I thought, "No, Jimmy's going to find this, <laughs> and I don't want to know until <laughs> he tells me." <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't want to step on his toes because yeah. I know exactly what he's going to do. Well, there we but go. That was it. Yeah, I've started looking forward to these little things, Jimmy, with the real life, good Price mirroring life. art or art mirroring real life. Who knows? I don't know. So is that frights and Delights for the day? Done. I think so. Next up we've got Master of the Macabre.
1: Master of the Macabre.
0: Welcome to the Master of the Macabre, the part of the show where we decide who deserves the award and the hypothetical medal we send through the mail for best performance in whatever film we are talking about that show. Which today is obviously House of a Thousand Corpses. Jimmy, I'm going to ask you who you've got. Either one, two people, who they are.
1: Well, do you know what? I'm going to put up three. right. okay. Straight off the bat. Three I'm going to put forward. I'm going to say uh, my first choice would be Sid Haig.
0: I'm I'm saying Haig. I've that how you been say it? I've been thinking I would say that. I've only one. ever seen it written
1: down. Haig, he's fantastic in this film. He's fantastic yep. in Devil's Rejects. Yep. He was big back in the day with the black exploitation films. He's really good. I think he's creepy. He's got it. Uh oh, they were gonna cast him as um Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Really? He lo- yeah. Well, that would have been quite good. Yeah, he would have. He would have fucking smashed it. But yeah, I he would have done that. You know, well. We all know Ving Rhames killed it as well.
0: Yeah, I was uh, gonna say I can't imagine it being anyone else now.
1: Grease painted up, always in the grease paint. He looks dirty, has horrible teeth. You know, he's a character. He's funny. He's got great lines throughout the whole thing. He's a killer. We all know he's a killer. Yep. Right, second up, I got Bill Mosley Otis. Yep. Well, I mean, what can you say? Absolutely spot on acting. Oh, yeah. Great, great lines. Yeah,
0: everything. Who's, oh yeah. Who's your third?
1: <laughs> my third we yeah, my third uh Matthew Mogori, okay, who, who was yes, tiny. tiny. Yeah. I just thought it mentioned tiny again. Uh I do love
0: tiny. Well, loves a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> He's very good in this. Do you want shall I tell you my choices? Yeah, go. on. I have two choices. Sid Haig. Yeah. And Bill Moseley. Yeah. Sid Haig, because he pulls off the character flawlessly. Yeah. And I think everyone knows a less extreme version of Captain Spaulding.
1: <laughs>
0: that he he like embodies really well, but to an extreme version. The type of person that has a way of seeming trustworthy, but yeah. will also f*** with you. Yeah and then laugh at you for being annoyed that he's f***ing with you, pulls it back, and then always does the dirty on you. But even yeah. though he always does that, he will still probably find a way to talk you around. Yeah. But my actual, my favourite one is Bill Mosley. Yes. I'm putting, as my nomination, Bill Mosley. I wanted to mention, Sid Haig, everybody, uh, if there's an iconic character people go away with at the end of this film, it seems to be Captain Spalding. It's Captain
1: Spalding, isn't it?
0: But I don't think Otis gets enough love
1: not in this film, I don't think. Yeah.
0: yeah, for this film. He's so iconic. He's genuinely freaky as that southern crazy type man. The best version of the crazy redneck I've ever seen. Yeah. He He, can't, he took it to the next level. I don't don't think he gets enough credit for what he does in this role.
1: Bill Moseley or uh, uh, Haig.
0: Bill Moseley, for Bill this Moseley. film. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He has the most quotable lines. Go on, what's Get your favourite line from him? Uh, are you ready for a bad impression? Yes. Always. Uh, I mean, some of these lines wouldn't be anywhere near as memorable if he hadn't delivered them so fucking well. Yep. But the line, Boy, I bet you'd stick your head in a fire if I told you you could see hell. Meanwhile, you got a demon sticking out your ass and Holy Miss Moly, got me a live one.
1: <laughs> you don't get lines like that every day. You don't. I think my favorite line for a minute is, uh, It's all. Tr- I ain't going to do the voice. <laughs> it's all true. The boogeyman is real. And you found him. Think that's I one like of my that. Favorites. That's a
0: brilliant camera shot as well because he's looking directly in the camera. Yeah, and he, he says looks
1: that. fucking freaky.
0: I like his. Uh, Hunting humans ain't nothing. They all run like scared little rabbits. And then he goes off on his very loud "Run, rabbit! Run, rabbit! Run, rabbit! Run!" which I'm not going to do. Yeah, because I can't do it as well as him, and it'd just be embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, he's my he's my man. Yeah, the uh, master of the macabre. I I did consider I can't remember her name, the actress, uh, Denise. She in the first half of the film, same level as everyone else. Yeah. Catacombs upper level, brilliant. Yeah. But A- Otis was all the way through.
1: Erin Daniels her name was. Yeah, Aaron I want Daniels. my I
0: wanted my first Mistress of the Macabre today. But I couldn't take it away from Otis.
1: Ah, Sherry Cherry Moon zombie was up there, played baby, but this was her first First film, yeah. So
0: maybe. I mean, I, I thought line. she was alright, but I found some of her acting a bit annoying.
1: But well, that's it's first. That's first yeah. Popeye, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: I couldn't do better.
1: No, I couldn't either. Fair play to her. Well done.
0: All right. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, who are we? Who are we going for?
1: Wow, well, it's got to be Bill Moseley, isn't it? Yeah. Lotus.
0: Got me a live one. <laughs> Next up, we are going straight into the madhouse rating system. Boom. The Madhouse Rating
1: system. So here we go. It's the Madhouse Rating yep. System. <laughs> Sorry. Right, our first one is It's like ten- creepy voice guys in the room. <laughs> yeah I know it's mental. Who is this? Uh it's like oh Uh, First up, it's the tension suspense. Well, straight away, a
0: blast in with a bit of tension suspense in the form of a point of view camera shot legging it up into the gas station to rob Captain
1: Spaulding.
0: Yeah. And that whole scene is uh, a
1: little bit tense. Yeah, who's going to get shot? Is it going to be these dickheads robbing it or is it going to be Spalding? We know it ain't going to be Spalding. No, it's never
0: going to be spoiling. Never be. Another bit of uh, a, little, a nice little bit I had was the chase off the property where the crucified scarecrows start moving and attacking. Yeah. Specifically, the music in that part, which I think is called the Attack of the Scarecrows.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Written by Rod Zombie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like the um, the little cutaway, and it's Denise running. She's running away through a field, and it's all in that weird camera shot. And she gets to the grave. It's Dr. Satan's grave and then it pops out. That gave me a little little fright for a minute.
0: Yeah, I like that bit. It was very good. Uh, my favourite bit, in terms of tension and suspense, that seems to last longer every time I watch it, is Otis executing... I've forgotten his name. Um, deputy.
1: Yeah, Deputy... Hand behind uh, his head. Yeah.
0: He goes down on his knees, and the camera pans out Yeah, slowly. It seems like such a long time before the trigger's pulled. And every time I watch it, I think, it's got to be now. It's got to be now. It's got to be now. Yeah. and It might not even be that long. It just uh, feels like it because it's so well done.
1: Well, I'll tell you exactly how long it is. Have you time? <laughs> it's it's uh, 26 seconds. Really? hmm it, it does feel like a minute seconds. or two. While the song I Remember You by yeah. Slim Whitman... He's
0: yeah. playing. It's originally Doris Day, I think. Oh, was sang it really? By, this version sung by Sim Whitman, I think. Oh, okay. No, I like. Yeah, the whole that whole scene is brilliant. Actually, when they open up the barn, yeah, that song starts playing. Yeah, there's the slow mo camera. Yeah, I think that's great. Bit of action going on. Um, yeah, I have here the graveyard chase where Otis is doing
1: Run Rabbit, Run Rabbit.
0: Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Uh, from a cutaway scene, obviously, into Denise legging it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it all it all builds up towards the end, doesn't it? I think the whole film is
0: steps up, yeah, all the way along the film, yeah. Until there's, the one yeah. So there's one
1: left, yeah. There's one, there's one, there's one left, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I feel like it builds from the very beginning, the very first scene, yeah, to the end of the film, up until the reveal of Doctor Satan, yeah, and Earl. Yeah. One of them has a much cooler name than the other one.
1: Yeah, uh, I know, Earl's a bit shit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: But it builds up to that chase. Dr. Satan and <laughs>
1: Earl. <laughs>
0: Can I have a nickname now, Dr. Satan? <laughs> no. Uh, Yeah, my uh, the last note I have for tension and suspense is use of camera work and, and music in like conjunction with each other, which I think's uh, kind of depicted well... Or well, the best example I can think of is in the catacombs. Yes. Uh she's running down these hallways. The music is, is building it's it's I can't it's hard to describe music.
1: I think it's like it's kinda like uh it's kinda like a horror video game when you're running through uh yeah. through that thing. It's kinda like the evil within, that kind of style.
0: Yeah, there's quick shot changes. Scary. Which usually annoy me,
1: quick shot changes, because it's
0: usually an action and you can't tell what's going on. But when it's yeah. used like this, for it's a bit of disorientation. Yeah. A bit of chucking you here, chucking you there. Um, and the chase cam as well. Used very well there, I think. Are you giving it a point? I nearly forgot what the point was. Well, Do I'm going to give doing.
1: it a star, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> a one star, point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, star, yeah. boom. Yeah, one star. Out of one. Gore. Visual effects. Two stars out of two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Well, let's talk about it first before we make our mind up.
1: That's okay. I suppose.
0: Yeah. You want my first point? Yeah, go on. There's uh, a an, an negative film uh, type effect that's used Yes. throughout, and it's not really a negative film effect, but that's the only way I can describe it. It's more red than that.
1: But... Yeah, when Otis and Baby are doing their bizarre rants. Yeah, it's a home movie style. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were lo- inspired by Charles Manson's. Yeah, uh, the Manson family home yeah. videos.
0: Yeah, that's the ones I mean. That's yeah. the ones I mean. <laughs> yeah, those be the ones. <laughs> uh, but there's a one they used them in those cutscenes, like you said, with a yeah. handheld camera, and then it's used when the deputies are turning up at the Firefly household, and it's like, uh, you're going out of your world now. Yes. Yeah, coming into this world, and the car kind of is approaching the camera with this effect on it, and then the effect fades away, and then it's, you know, you're in the f- family's world now. Yeah.
1: Pretty good. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna check a couple of points at yeah. Okay. Uh, I think when uh baby's uh scalping Jerry, I think that's quite good. It's only very brief. Yep. But you see, I think that's quite good. I don't want to be yeah. scalped. No, it doesn't, doesn't look Jerry did either. Fun.
0: I, I liked that because the the camera angle was set up really well
1: yes you probably because it would have been shit if uh, it wasn't <laughs> <laughs>
0: you make a very good point thanks <laughs> uh, yeah if from behind his head yeah looking over the scalp's being ripped off but so you're looking directly at baby's yeah crazy face yeah and she's gleefully taking it yeah
1: gleefully taking it fish boy fish boy looked great as well as a visual effect
0: yeah, it did. Yeah, that was well done. I think they could have done it. Um, What's the word? Like, it could have been done so much cheaper. Yeah. But they've obviously made some effort for that fish boy to yeah. look how fish boy looked. Yeah, I think he looked great. It was like a gradual change from boy to fish rather than to just cut one in half and glue them together. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
1: He was obviously very talented, Otis. At, uh, taxidermy. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. suppose it is actually, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, in mean, dead shit together.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's actually a good point in the film as well where it takes you a step further into the crazy world of the Firefly fire, Flammy. Flammy? Flammy. It's so that, yeah, like we said earlier, the tension's always building. It's always up in the game, always up in the gore in this film, and that's like, that's the first big step up to. You thought it was just a bit of murder.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're fucking shit up here. Yeah. Nah, but now you realise we're fucking crackers. And uh, Otis as well, when he uh, skins. Yeah. Uh, is it Denise's dad? Or yeah, Mary's dad? Denise's uh, his
0: dad. Uh, Denise's, but I can't
1: remember his name. I keep forgetting. It. Don. Don. Yes, yeah, Don. Yeah. yeah, he skins him up and his uh, skull's just there with no face on it. It's all like. Yeah,
0: that is a brilliant gore effect. I like that. Yeah. That looks
1: very real,
0: well, I assume that looks very real. I've never seen a skinned person, but I imagine that's pretty close, yeah, so he's, it's obviously a very good effect, yeah,
1: yeah, look good. He's old private Ryan as well, yes, Don,
0: yeah, <laughs> something about his costume, yeah, he's wearing about his costume.
1: he's wearing basically the same thing that he wore when he was uh old private Ryan, yep, yeah, there you go. it's a nice little touch, it's a weird thing to do. Yeah, it is. Is that same costume? Yeah, right. What are you saying? I'm, I'm giving it a star. I'm giving it a star. Yeah, because there's, there's loads more things that we've missed. So there we go. Let's or you up. could email
0: us with the things you think we've missed in the Madness Podcast at Outlook dot com.
1: There you go. Do that. Right. Next up, performance.
0: Yep. Uh, well, it won two awards. Did it? It did at the Fangoria Chainsaw Award in two thousand and four. Nice. Best supporting actor went to Sid Haig for Captain Spaulding, and best supporting actress went to Karen Black for Mother Firefly.
1: She does not continue her role in the in the follow-up, Devil's mm. Rejects. Yeah, money mo money mo problems. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a, yeah that's what I always say. Wow, well, yeah. So they got in Leslie Easterbrook. Yep. Who I think was pretty good in Devil's Rejects as well. Yeah. I, I, did, I
0: didn't rate Karen Black that highly. Oh, she's got a sense it, so. <laughs> Doesn't, that's not acting, though. They're real. Well, well they so did I... all right
1: to stay up, because she's
0: quite old. Is she? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. There you go. I still didn't rate her performance.
1: Oh, it was all right. She's, both, she's meant to be a bit kooky, a bit crazy. Oh, I know. I think it, maybe it was the character that annoyed me. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Each of their uh, own. Either way, she wasn't in the Master of the Macabre anyway. Nah. She was in a lot of films with Sig Hague, I think, as well. Back in the day. All right, okay. Yeah. Couldn't tell you, them. I didn't go that deep into it.
0: No. Sig Haig did a few uh, horror films. <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah, them. he did,
1: yeah. I'm sure we'll watch some of them.
0: Um, I've got for performance, I've got the cutscenes, that zombie shot. Yeah. They're great. Showcases the characters very well. I don't know if they were an afterthought because he, he shot them in his basement after filming had
1: finished. Yeah, he just invited them around, didn't he? Yeah, so
0: I don't just know just... if that was the plan all along or if he thought this film needs something else. I don't know. But in those moments, you see like the darkest parts of these characters' psyche. Otis torturing girls, talking about hunting humans, baby having sex with a skeleton or masturbating with a skeleton, whatever it is she's getting on with there. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with killing people if they need killing. Yeah, yeah. The shots add a lot, you know? And the performance in them, I think, is some of the best through the whole thing. Especially Otis. Yeah,
1: Yelling at the camera. I've just, I've just got Otis equals great. Yep. But, uh, well, and it was, uh, it was Sherry Moon's debut film as well. I think uh-huh. she did an all right job. But as we said earlier as well, it was Dennis Fimple's last role. Yeah. So that was his last role, Sherry Moon's first role. I think that's quite nice. Yeah,
0: I mean, he, he was, was good as well. Yeah. Dennis Simple
1: was, yeah, was really very good. good. She's not obviously not taking on any of his acting skills when he passed up, but never mind. Rain Wilson nope. also, I thought he was cracking. Could have been in it longer. Yeah, I love him. I think he's great in The Rocker, The Office, brilliant. Dwight K. Schrute. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got um. Well, <laughs> I wrote down three standouts here, which was Bill Murray, Sid Haig, and Erin Daniels, who played Denise, because at the end she picked it up picked it up everyone else was dead yeah she took the mantle yeah boom yeah i'm giving it a star for performance Yes, yeah, give give it stardom i think there's a couple of people in there but well, who are a bit shit yeah they're a bit shit that's what you expect though people who were brilliant were brilliant and the film was brilliant because of it yeah it wouldn't have been an amazing film if the actors weren't amazing true
1: right musical score sound effects ah. All right, well,
0: most of the soundtrack, written and recorded by Rod Zombie. Rod. <laughs> did you say Rod? What did I say? I
1: think you said Rod.
0: Oh, okay. Rob. Oh, I've got a typo on my page.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rob Zombie. <laughs> Rod Zombie's his brother. He didn't really get
1: out too much. Yeah, you got a song by the Ramones as well, didn't <laughs> you? So I was still laughing at Rod Zombie. <laughs> yes.
0: Ramones, uh, Ramones when... In there. Yeah. baby's teasing the cheerleaders is when Ramones is on. Yeah, I want to sniff some glue. Yeah. Uh yeah, I saw some other artists who are in it, but Owens, Lionel Richie, apparently. But yeah, I Brick
1: House. Alright. Brick House. <laughs> Brick House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they and then they do uh Rob uh, Rob <laughs> Rod Zombie does uh, does a, uh, a cover of uh Brick House with actual uh, Lionel Richie as well. All uh, right, so okay. check that out. Cool. Uh, atmospheric
0: score throughout which was just part obviously part of the main soundtrack that was the theme that went throughout it gives a great sense of disorientation when it's needed creates unsettling disturbing tones and is also implemented
1: at the right times which is quite important obviously and then you've got uh, when they're being lowered into the well uh, in their casket and it's the tape recorder being lowered down. It's a, clip, a slowed down clip of Alistair Crowley repeating, Bury me in a Nameless Grave. Oh, I which know that. is an opening line from his poem, The Poet, which was recorded in 1920. Wow. So they just play that slow. Yeah. There's a lot of Alistair Crowley stuff in it. Like there's some pictures behind uh, Captain Sporting in his shop. Okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, That's
0: cool. Yeah. Who would have thought that a poem written in the 1920s would find its way into a 2001 film? I'm guessing not Crowley. Uh,
1: well, probably not.
0: I I do have the barn scene down, uh, which we've already talked about, uh, when it reveals all the cheerleaders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The song being played is called I Remember You? Yeah. It's by Slim Whitman. When I was thinking about this, it was one of those times where I was like, this is a strange choice. If okay. you'd have shown me this scene and said, what song should we put in here? Yeah. I wouldn't have gone with that. No? Uh, but it's awesome. It turns out to be a brilliant choice.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, smashing.
0: Which is why I'm not in the film industry, and uh, <laughs> Rob Zombie, who uh, probably asked his brother Rod for some advice <laughs> on what song to use, that's why they're in the industry and I'm not, because this worked amazingly, Like, with in conjunction with the slow-mo shots... Everything just comes together to create an amazing scene, brilliant atmosphere, culminating in the execution of Deputy Man, I can't remember his name, in that 26 seconds...
1: 26 seconds, yeah.
0: ...zoom out and then a blast through the head. Beautiful. It's probably, in terms of... Oh, no, it's not... I was going to say, in terms of musical score, the music being used is probably my favourite bit. In fact, yeah, I'm going to go with that. It's my favourite bit. But really? the, I Rod Zombie's think- soundtrack for this film is... Better. Yeah. But this part of the film is my favourite use of music.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I want to give it a star for that as well. Bang star.
0: Which is four out of four. Four out of four. The critics who originally gave this a review are probably not very happy with us
1: right now. We are out mental, weren't they? Well, don't wrong. They, don't know what they were watching. Definitely wrong. Yeah. Well, it's got a massive cult following. So... Yeah, there are mistakes. Fuck them. Yeah, of course. But that's what makes it beautiful. Yeah, right. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So, moving on. Overall experience.
0: I have got... It's good. Not the best made film in the world in terms of some of the mistakes. But there's great vision, great music and acting. Some of the choices were bang on. Some... Some bits. I mean, I think there's some bits I haven't mentioned that I did write down, which is why I'm I'm saying this, there was a sh- like little mistakes where uh, Mother Firefly shot the guy in the neck.
1: Yeah, but there's no bollet,
0: There's no bullet hole. There's yeah, there right is. There. You've got
1: there. Is, there's a little one on beyond. the other side. Not on the other side because you can't see his head.
0: I saw the splatter on the other side, you and know. here I just didn't see anything. It's
1: right behind his ear. You gotta look for it. You gotta ah, pause it. Okay. It's right behind his ear. have a pause next time. All right. Well,
0: all right. I'll, I'll pause every three, every frame, every frame next time. John <laughs> from
1: I'm right on the impressions today. All right. Let's expect, uh, let's uh, offend people with speech impediments today.
0: Who <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who we're gonna offend next week.
1: Fuck knows. I don't think it was anyone's one, anyone's fair game. One group every week. Yeah. I haven't defended anyone this time. I don't think. Are you giving it one? <laughs> Am I giving <laughs> it one? <laughs> one or leaving it one? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm gonna give it one, and I'll tell you. Well, yeah. It was a great film. I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I'm gonna watch it again, obviously. But the line I'm gonna take from this film was said by the bearded cop. I don't know if you remember when he meets Wydell and the other guy just before they pick the car out of the the abandoned car out of the field.
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean, but I can't remember, I can't remember what he says.
1: Okay, he says this and I'm taking this into everyday life. I will be telling people this. He says, "Don't just stand there like some prize dog dick." <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Oh, there was a line I there was a line. There was a line um Listeners won't know this, but if you tell Jimmy a little bit of a story that doesn't really go anywhere, he'll say, Cool story, bro. <laughs> and uh, there's a bit where Baby goes into that sexy liquor-type shop where they buy a load of holy water. Oh, he's yeah. He's telling red, him right. red hot, his, red, his...
1: hot pulli- red hot pussy liquor.
0: Liquor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, red hot pussy liquor. Yeah, Goober. Red uh, hot and pussy And he's lookers. telling the story about how um, his badge got changed to Goober, and she goes nice story goober (laughs) and i thought that's just what jimmy does
1: so that's gonna
0: be my version of a cool story bro it's gonna be a nice (laughs) nice story goober yeah i like to get fucked up (laughs) (laughs) uh he should have been master of the macabre yeah Uh, goober well done yeah Uh, anyway i'm leaving i'm not giving it one but i'm not taking it away because that gives it a six out of five rating and i think that just has to be safe for the the best of the best of the best of the best yeah what are we saying then? Five. It was five out of five. Boom! Five out of five. Well done. That is pretty damn good. What's uh? What are we going to next, man? Oh yeah. Listener mail. Listener mail. To Jimmy and Joey. Well done on starting a podcast. I have downloaded the two available episodes and as far as first episodes go, they're not that bad. <laughs> Jimmy has a good vocal delivery and Joey is also there. <laughs> Your film choices have been interesting so far. I look forward to choosing some you, I look forward to you choosing some more deep cuts in the future. <laughs> Thanks for trying to give us horror fans something to listen to. Now that is an example of an email I could have been reading out tonight had someone sent us one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> at the dot <laughs> That was very nice. Yeah, that was uh that
1: could have been nice.
0: Nice little bit of role play there for you. Just to say that that's how I'll be reading them out. Oh yeah, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit passive aggressive, but I can be a bastard.
1: Now I'm pretty sure that you got another one, didn't you? <laughs> Another email? Yeah, I'm sure you got an email.
0: <laughs> I did. I got one from... I got two, actually. Do you want me to read them?
1: Yeah, if you've got them up.
0: They're from people we know, so I didn't count them, but...
1: Yeah, there's one in particular that I'm I'm thinking of that's got something to do with our last episode, I think. Yeah, hang on, I'm getting it.
0: <laughs> I wasn't going to do it because I wasn't counting them as emails because uh, they're from people we know.
1: No, that was a, that was a serious fan mail. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> After listening to the episode. They felt that they needed to uh, pass it on.
0: Right, okay. So I did get two from Friends. I'll read them out. Why not? Yeah. I'm not classing them as our first fan mail, though. Nah, we're just throwing Uh, them a bone. This one is... That's a bone. Hey, loving the podcast so far, but please don't reveal my age again. (laughs) Love Nat. (laughs) That was because of the I Feel Myself Rotting.
1: Yes, from uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. You said it was a meme yes and i said that she was 30 but i uh, I got that wrong Uh, did you yeah she's actually 36
0: yeah i was gonna say when you said that the other day i was like well that's an
1: old meme yeah yeah well there you go so um, so Uh, yeah do you want to
0: hear my reply yeah damn it nat you have no idea how excited i got thinking i had a listener mail do you want to hear the other one then i may as well go for this dearest joey and jimmy and uh, I wasn't going to read this one out because we have to think about it. <laughs> what, in your opinion, classes a film as a horror film? Is This is a good email, actually. Yeah, it's good. Um, is it just if the film dubs itself as a horror film, or are there particular criteria that you deem essential for it to be classed as a horror film that you will partake in? He puts in brackets, for example, nudity. <laughs> uh... And, uh, hang on, best wishes. <laughs> you ready for this? Sir Barnaby Muff Chuggingsworth, mayor of Little Pissington on the Wold.
1: Yeah, I hear it's nice, Ran.
0: Yeah, I, have you ever been to Pissington on the Wall? No, I hear it's good. Too. I do like it. That's from Randy, anyway. Oh. I don't know if he uh, knew that I'd know it was from him, but Mr. Randy P is the signature at the bottom of his email. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so what does, Seems as we've read the email, let's answer the question. Christ, that's right on the spot, isn't it? Uh yeah well I was I read this and I thought oh how would I answer that but there's so many different things it's not necessarily gore because you get ghost films it's not necessarily psychological because you get slashes.
1: yeah it's it should be something not everyday life do you know what I mean something out of out of the ordinary that it, an, an uneasy yeah that
0: makes you well the The simplest thing is it should scare you
1: but in yeah, some got, way. Yeah, you've got to be scared, you've got, there's got to be a jump you know, it could be straight up just being killed Yeah uh, so, something
0: that uses techniques within film to make you feel uneasy yeah. scared, on edge put you out of your comfort zone Yeah, yeah. you can have uh, also, I mean I would class something like Alien as a horror film Yeah, sci-fi, yeah uh, so yeah so you have sci-fi horror you can yeah. have thrillers that are horror yeah You uh, every genre could have its own little horror sub yeah
1: I think it's it needs, it's almost it's an extreme of I don't know I don't know how you'd say it I'm not prepared for this question but it's like yeah I'm not prepared for this question
0: <laughs> I, I the simple way I'll put it is it has to make you feel
1: scared yeah you want to be scared I think yeah but then scared uneasy
0: yeah that means that the return Thrilled. of the living dead it didn't scare me <laughs> it's a horror no. film yeah maybe we should come back to this I think we should come back to that's this that's an in-depth it. question yeah you tell and we're not prepared Muffy McFadworth yeah. what was it M- Muffy McCodge Wadge Wadgehead, Mr. Kodge Knob Wadge Barnaby McChuffingsworth how long did you spend coming up with that name Andy <laughs> <laughs> Too long, anyway. Yeah, we'll uh, I uh, might do that as a little segment on the end of the next episode, yeah, because we weren't ready for that email. I literally yeah. received that today, so no, um, yeah, so uh, send us any other emails you want us to answer. That was a brilliant example from a cock head, Fadge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just getting that in there, uh. <laughs> If you have anything along those lines or anything you want to ask us, email us at the podcast at com. We will happily answer any we can. And apparently, as we just showed, try to answer any we, we can't.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll prep that one because that one was right off the cuff. Yeah, we'll have a. Maybe yeah. we'll have a look at it before we go on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I
0: had a look about an hour before we went on there, and then thought, "Well, I've got this little fake email I'm going to read out. So yeah, that'll well, do." You threw that email. on me, maybe me look like a right it You made me read them out. <laughs> I wasn't going. to... I literally put on the on a the <laughs> social media posts First email we receive is getting read out. This does not count as, yeah, as family family yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> screw it. We'll answer family and friends ones then as well. We may as well fill the gap. Yeah, my but God. I've got they so many know. fake skit ideas for the next few where I wasn't going <laughs> to receive it. <laughs> <that. laughs> Anyway, yeah, send us emails, please. We'll read them out. We will discuss them. We'll shout out to you. Yep. Uh, not that that means anything when we've got, like, four listeners. Nah. <laughs> four people will
1: hear your name.
0: <laughs> Good. We've had downloads in the US.
1: Wow, oh, so all right. It's not bad. Hello, USA. It's, t- it's time for your choice. Okay, so,
0: I'm excited. I'm shitting myself. why? Well, I've only had one attempt at this, but it was a fail, so that's zero percent. You've had two and gotten both.
1: Okay. Well, I think you Uh, might I think you might. I'm
0: terrible at this kind of thing descriptions. You could be described my own children to me and I'd get it wrong.
1: Okay. (laughs) Right. Here we go. A millionaire offers ten thousand pounds to five people who agree to be locked in a large, spooky rental. House on Haunted Hill. Yeah Yes! I got one. Do you yeah. want to finish the description, by the way? Sorry, I got uh, excited then. To be locked in a large, spooky, rented house overnight with him and his wife. There we go. This is my favourite horror film. I F- love it. We nice. use it. in our. It's on our debut album. We use it a lot. Yeah. It was in. Wow, yes. Yeah, part inspiration for it. It's a great film. I'm guessing the about, original,
0: by the way, because there's been like. Yeah, what? A three. A,
1: yeah, Was it one remake? Yeah, one remake in 1999. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, well done. Fucking Thank hell, you. here we go. Vincent Price. That's yes. fucking hell. I'm excited to talk about nice. it. Must have seen this about a hundred times. Oh, so good. I'm so glad we're doing a Vincent Price one. Yeah, it's got I've to so be done. A I bit thought one. for number five, episode number five, let's pop in the the true master of the macabre. Yeah. Vincent.
0: Yeah. By the way, the Master of the Macabre segment is named after what he was described as. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not me being sexist and not picking Mistress of Macabre. <laughs> it can be Master or Mistress, but it it yeah. has its roots in horror. The saying Master of Macabre at Vincent Price is why it's there.
1: Oh, well, I don't think we need to explain. I just have. <sighs> oh. <No. laughs>
0: <laughs> I can cut it out if you want. No, nah. it's fine. Right, I think we're done. Are we done? Yeah, I think that puts a nail in it, doesn't it? I think we have definitely nailed A House of a Thousand Corpses. Boom. <laughs> and, uh, right, let's move on. Email us if you want to let us know about anything to do with the horror world at all, requests, your own little reviews of our reviews, email us at the at outlook.com. Please, if you like the show, give us a good review. It helps us on Apple, iTunes a lot. Subscribe. Check us out on Facebook. Search for The Madhouse Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at the madhousepodcaster.com and once again email us for a professional reading of your email at the We'll see you next time at the Mad House. Yeah. Who deserves the award and the hypothetical medal we send through the mail for yeah. best performance? Sir Barnaby Muff Chuggingsworth, mayor of Little Pissington on the World. <laughs>